Hello, everybody. We've got one more episode with Tim Ballard. This is Tom Harrison and Ken Krogh, the Eternal Core podcast and vidcast. We, we capture both at the same time. It's been a really fun process. But, but Tim, you've got a new project. Uh, that, that you're, you're now on a national speaking tour, and, mm -hmm. and, and you've, sort of, you've got a whole new kind of content that you're sharing for leaders, corporate America, organizations. Tell us about what you're doing. Yeah, well, it started with, again, I, I, I truly believe the key to ending modern-day slavery is telling the story. Yes. Because once you tell the story, people are changed. And then they say, what can I do? And we have to create that. Um, one of the problems is, is that it's, it's hard to convince people to come have a speaker come talk about child sex. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Imagine I'll that. say. You know, and, and, and yet so many opportunities for speaking to masses, uh, but if it's titled child sex trafficking, I'm not going to get invited. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where it started, was how can I angle this? How can I present something useful information that also tells the story of trafficking, a kind of a dual purpose. And I did a lot of research and, and actually talking to Tom. Tom was, again, very instrumental in helping me. Uh, because what I was finding, and, and I actually was finding this outside of trying to find a, an angle. I learned the, some of these things, you know. You, you learn a lot by, by working in, in the dark world of, of slavery, by being in the trenches of, of, of modern-day slavery, of human trafficking. You meet people. Um, who are inspiring children who, who figured out a way to get out. Parents. That's what we talked about in our last episode. P right, yeah. yeah. A I mean, girl who was actually escaped and is ready to tell her story. Right. I mean, how did they get out of this? Or how did they heal? How did they uh, put up for so many years in darkness and, and, and survive? Um, how do parents who are going through the most hellacious experience I think mortality can offer which is your children, your child's been kidnapped, you would rather have your child dead than think that what might be happening to them in the, in the hands of, of sex traffickers. I work with these parents, I see them, and, and I learn from them. And the one thing I've learned, how do these kids survive? The ones that do survive, that come out strong? How do the parents survive, the ones that make it and come out strong? There's one common denominator that I find in all these people, and that's they serve people. Service, even these little kids who can't articulate how they did it or what they were doing, they just learned. When I serve, when I do kind things for somebody, something happens to me. Something happens to me. Um, and, it, you know, it's, there's, there's, there's a heavenly aspect to this for sure. Uh, because, you know, we, we're told that when you, when you serve mankind, you're serving God. There's a connection to heaven. But God works through science as well. And so this is where Tom helped me, and, you know, we, I got some, some research that he gave to me and that he helped me understand. Uh, the amazing things that happen when you surf, uh, to, physically speaking. The, the, there's amazing, um, uh, these chemicals again, these, these, these beautiful chemicals, this cocktail of chemicals that your brain releases. Uh, that, that just happens when you, when you and, these, and these, these chemicals help you in all areas. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I remember um, when I had to make a decision whether I was going to stay in child trafficking or not. Uh, and a, a little boy had been kidnapped. We just had recovered him. We found 12, 12 other kids who were kidnapped. It was, it was horrifying. And I was coming home after 48 hours of no sleep 
and I, there was two off ramps I had to take. There was one going to um, the place with the little boy with the shelter where the little boy was being healed. The next off ramp was my ha- This happened so close to home, too, which yeah. was hard for me with my children, the same age as this little boy, so I was dealing with a lot. And then the next off ramp was my off ramp where I'd go home. And I, I played this little game with myself that if I get off, I'm going to stay in. If I get off and go see the little boy, I'll stay in, the, I'll stay in and fight. If I go home, that's me declaring to the world, I'm done. I'm Pull the ripcord, I'm out of here. Yeah. And for whatever reason, because I, I wanted to get off on the second exit and go home, but I got off. I got off. And right when I did that, it was the craziest thing, right when I did that, instead of feeling depressed, I felt this overwhelming feeling. Like, I, I felt uh, ambitious. I felt creative. I had these ideas that were coming. Things started happening to me in that moment. I remembered that. And um, I didn't know what it was. But that pattern repeated itself, and then I saw in others who did it even better than I did, and I realized what it was now. It was this amazing cocktail of chemicals that was saying, if you're going to serve, well, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to bless you with a little cocktail here. (laughs) In eternal core God-centric mental health, we call that the difference between I versus the I am. Interesting. Because when we're all focused in the I, just us, what do I need? What are my needs? We don't get those same. But when we move to the I am, the what would Jesus do? Or, or, or how can I serve? How can I be of help? That's when that change takes place. And it is an actual e- energy structure. And there are, you know, there's, there's nothing as good as dopamine and catecholamine <laughs> and endorphins. What's the other chemical? What's the other one? The, the, um, adrenaline? Adrenaline, but there's another, there's another one that, that really helps you feel so happy, the love one. Uh, dopamine. Okay. Oh, vasopressin and oxytocin. Oxytocin, yeah. yeah. Oxytocin. oxytocin. Sorry. Is the yeah. one I like the most. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. If, if I could get it at a pharmacy, I would. <laughs> but see, no. the only way we can do no, it I know. is it by doing work. what you're doing. Yeah. You know? And that's what's beautiful about it. And it's the same thing with the eternal core. As we move forward and we create it, we see the energy increasing. Yes. And, and because the intention is not, what are we going to get? The intention is what can we give to someone else? How can we help them out of the process they're in? Well, so my, back to the talk. So in the, I'm telling all these stories, these rescue stories, right? And how this model works. I start with the story I just told yes, you. Yes, yes. And then I end with, so these people are learning about trafficking and getting involved and wanting to do something. But, the, but there's a lesson that got me into the door that they're also interested in, which is, which entrepreneur, what entrepreneur, business owner, salesman wouldn't want to be more creative, wouldn't want to be more optimistic, wouldn't want to be happier in their work? I mean, these are things you, you can't, as, a, as, a, as an employer of many employees, I can't go to them and say, be creative. <laughs> I, I can tell them, you know, I can say, you know, knock on this door and, and make the pitch, but I can't say, be creative, get along with each other. You know, be optimistic. Just, just do it because I say you can't instruct yeah, that. Yeah, those are things you can't even teach. But what you can do, which I've learned through all these experiences working in human trafficking, these amazing, courageous people that I've learned from, as a, as a business owner, you can say, you know what? Let's go serve. Let's go have a day of service today. Wow. Let's go. Uh, we have this. We're, we're going to start giving money or resources. We're, you, see, you can do that. 
and then know they're going to get some uh, injections of some pretty awesome chemicals, wow. right? Just beautiful. Well, and, you know, I think it's organizationally as well. In, in 2009, I remember at InsideSales.com, um, we had David Elkington and I had started the business long before, and I had brought him one book. Um, it was a first edition copy of Magnificent Obsession. And it was a story of doing service, of anonymous services, even a higher level, where you don't care what you get in return. And, but we finally decided to put it into practice in 2009, where we decided to take 1% of our labor, revenue, and product every year to a cause. We even called it the Do Good Foundation. And we were watching our growth going along, and all of a sudden, when we did that, whoom, everything changed. And, and we decided to have a special day off per employee um, that where they could just pick something they wanted to do to serve somebody. And it completely changed the culture of our organization. And I'll tell you, you know, during our hyper growth years when everyone was really excited about what we were doing, Dave and I would just look at each other and sort of nod. And we knew where it was coming from. And, and, and when we got really big for our britches and, you know, when we brought in all these, uh, you know, high, high end entrepreneurs out of Silicon Valley and, and, and they wanted to grow this company all, but they were looking at for the money. You know, and, and, and it was sad because that, that, that service took a back seat. You know, and, and we can't forget, and, and, and I think our results, you know, uh, when we are willing to serve and, 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 and get behind it individually, it has amazing effects for us personally, but organizationally, we can't forget this. This is a big deal, you guys. So, so you're going to share with stories, anecdotes, but also neurophysiology, That's right. the effects of of some of these it's, key principles in the lives it's of, smart of business. leaders. It's smart business to have a, a service environment mm -hmm. in, in, in whatever you're doing. Whatever you're doing, whether you're, 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 you're raising a family, you're running a business, whatever it is you're doing, uh, running a team of rescuers, it's, it's, it's mm -hmm. good business to be service-minded. And, and if you look at the most successful people, like Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. He's amazing. He, Tony Robbins teaches this principle louder than anyone I know. The secret to uh, living is giving. That's what he says all the time. And he talks about it. He talks about how he would give his last penny away when he was struggling, but then, boom, something would then, re there was, there's, a, there's a law that something good now happens and a door opens for him. Uh, and I go back to, the, to the, the, the heroes of American history. They did the same thing. In the, in the, in the darkest moments. They gave moments, it all. In the darkest moments, Lincoln and Washington, what are they telling the people to do? Pray and serve forgive and repent and serve each other because they needed to tap into this power. Now, I don't want people, how would you answer this question, Tom? Because people would say, oh, so it's not God at all. It's just chemicals, right? They're just manipulating something by saying there's a God, it's, but it's nothing. It's just, it's just a chemical reaction you're trying to get. Who created the chemical? Okay, exactly. <laughs> and that's what I say is God uses science. Yeah, it's all yeah. connected. Yeah. But I would say this, and would you agree with this, that the chemical reaction actually softens our being and actually opens up our spiritual mind so that we can get even further light and knowledge from heaven. It does. It does. And I believe that the chemical is a preparatory kind of, it helps our physical, it helps us get around the physical, frankly, the, the physical limitations. It opens up because some of the greatest kind of personal inspirations I've had, which I believe are from heaven itself, uh, came in those moments when the chemicals were, 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 were lighting me up. Right. So... I don't want anyone to be able to use the chemical reaction as an excuse. But there's a wonderful <laughs> stair step with that chemical because initially it opens you 
And you can go, oh, this is cool, I like this. But if you continue it, you keep moving up that chemical process until, you know, some people say you gain the mind and heart of Christ or the mind and heart of God. It, it then, his heart becomes your heart. His mind becomes your mind. And that's, that's a cool trip. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a great place to be, to be able to see how much he loves the Lilianas of the world. See, you know, I remember the story of the starfish. It certainly matters for this one starfish. Yeah. You know, maybe I can't save them all, but I'm going to save this one. Yeah. Now, at, at OUR, uh, you and operatives are saving kids. And, um, and, but there's millions that you're trying to impact. And, and you're in there saving hundreds and thousands. But, but, but we want to remind everybody, the reason we're, we're having a podcast, we're having a vidcast, is it's about awareness. And, and if people are aware of the power of, of the brain and, and, and of service, and if they're, if they're willing to get behind, and, and in two podcasts ago when we had you here, you were talking about what people can do. And... Um, you know, I'm, I'm finding that we've got to be aware, we've got to spread awareness. If we do nothing more, we just, we just share these stories that, that you've been able to pull together for us. You know, we get to live by proxy what it's like to go behind that red door and help rescue kids, you know. So, again, I'm, I'm, I'm pleading again, give us, give us some, some guidance of how we can get involved and help you do what you're doing, Tim. Tim, the, the, the first, in our first session, you talked about the two Harriets. And... They changed lives by what they wrote. They, and they're still changing lives by what they wrote. And I think initially you were involved in going in, but now you're involved in changing lives by going out and speaking this and speaking the truth of these people. And I think you're going to be even a greater impact. You know, you're wearing a Steelers uh, a shirt, but you're going to go out and you are stealing these individuals back. You, you are rescuing them through the work you're still doing because you're impacting people by what you're saying and what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, um, it's, it's what the mission is now. It's, it's, it's uh, for me personally. I mean, I, I've, I've hired people who are better operators, better undercover operators than I ever was, so it's, it's a great thing. And, and I'm doing what, what I need to do now, which is what Tom says, is tell the stories, turn the hearts, um, get people involved in the cause. And, and what they can do, I, I would first suggest, go to our website, OURrescue.org. Go to where it says join the fight, and it has lots of ideas of what you can do. But really, it's not going to work if you come to us and say, what can I do, and expect me to give you a, a, exactly. a specific, it's not going to work. Uh, you have to decide now, what is it that I can do? What am I good at? What, I, I, go pray and let God tell you what you should do. And as you start doing it, call us. We'll join in with you. Love that. And, and that's, that's what we need to, to do. It's the same thing with mental health. People come to a therapist and they say, tell me what to do. Tell me what I can do. And it's when they leave the I and move into the service I am, then they discover on their own how to move away from those structures that maintain poor mental health. And it teaches them new structures and literal new chemicals that they didn't even know existed in them. The only way they knew how to access those 
was through pornography or through getting angry or and you we know what those chemicals can do to us mm -hmm. you know but but those similar neurological chemicals when they're used for good when they're used to go in front of a group of people and and help them understand this process it changes their life and i know that your life has been changed through these structures and i love the fact that you're going out and changing other people's lives you're you're changing that paradigm shift you're helping them see it from a new vision just like last time when you talked about the wall you know we're talking about keeping these people out <clears throat> what about keeping us out keeping the monsters that live here out of their lives i think we often just think oh america how wonderful we have to change America before we're ever going to change this process. Yeah. And what you said does it. Moving out of the my needs to your needs. That's what changed people, yeah. changes hearts. You know, I want to ask one last question. We're about out of time, Tim, but, but this, one's, this one's a big one. I mean, you've spent your life work um, rescuing people. And, and we've been asking, okay, how do we help? You know, there's, there's an underlying cause. And, and I remember you told me once that, Ken, uh, the perpetrators are, are mostly Americans who you wouldn't recognize. They're just, you know, doctors, lawyers, salespeople, but, they, but they've got something inside that causes them to go out, you know, as predators. And so w what's, what's really the underlying cause and, and how do we address that cause of, of how we stop what's going on with these children? I mean... It, it, it's linked back to the day-to-day. -day. It's, it's us. We've got to change us, Yeah, I right? mean, if, if, there's, if, if nobody wants to have sex with a child, then children will stop being kidnapped for sex. Yeah. <laughs> right? The demand is what drives the market, the black market here. And so the, the next obvious question is, why on earth do people, do men, want to have sex with children? Wow. What, what, what is going on? Um, uh, and, you know, the, the, um, the answer to that is... is difficult for people to swallow they don't want to talk about it but it's sex addiction it's it's what tom's talked about uh, they you know it's it's not even it's it's, it's interesting it's not even that like the naked the, the naked images it's the chemicals they're addicted to these the, the bad chemicals the bad chemical combinations that enslave them make them slaves to their own bodies to their own brains um and it's it's pornography the P word. There it is. It's yeah. pornography and, and uh, the addiction of porno to, to pornography. There, there was a great Time article, Time magazine, front page, where are these good-looking guys in their 20s, they're married, and they talk about they can't have sex with their wives. I, I make my, my teenage boys read that article. I bring it up all the time to them because they got so addicted to pornography that they were a slave to their brain, and the structure that turned them on was a chemical reaction and pornography. That was the structure they needed to get turned on. They can't physically perform in the bedroom with their spouse. Okay, what a nightmare. And I, I tell my boys, do, do you want that to be your life? Can you imagine that? Um, stay away from, from this addiction. And, and then what happens, because I've interrogated dozens and dozens and dozens of these guys. Only later when I learned the science and read works by Tom and others about what it was, I didn't, I didn't know, I just made, it, I was, it was all anecdotal to me before. But, but, but convincing, because every, every guy that I'd arrest and every guy I'd interrogate 
tell me the story about I picked up a Playboy when I was 10 years old and then I this and then the internet came along and then and then they, they tell this story where I wasn't getting the same reactions that I used to get when I was younger so I needed to up the game and I needed and again it's, it's not the naked pictures it's I'm losing the chemical reaction. I can only smoke, smoke marijuana so long before the brain stops giving me the chemical reaction I need, so I, I elevate to, to, to crack cocaine or to heroin. Okay, so it's the same thing with pornography. It's, okay, the, the, the brain's getting used to this normal porn, the legal porn, whatever. I, I, gotta, get, I gotta shock the system to, to, to reignite the chemicals. Uh, um, they get into animals, they get into children, whatever, to, to shock the system, and now they're looking for 10-year-olds. And now they're traveling to Central America or to Southeast Asia to find a 10-year-old because that's, they, they've, they've let their brain turn them into a monster. And so until we address that problem through education, and you, you know, I'm not, I'm not a proponent of, of, of other legislating morality. People have to be free to choose these things, right? I'm not, except when it's abusing people, abusing sure, children, sure. abusing anybody. I'm not saying you make porn illegal, uh, except for the child, again, the child porn or the abusive porn. Um, or, or people are being abused, but you educate them. Like I tell my kids, you better read this Time article. I, every, uh, every quarter I want to talk about it. You know, do you know that by, you think it's so innocent that you're, 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 you're clicking through these pages? Do you know what might be happening to your brain right now? Let me show you a guy who, who, who's turned into a monster. Do you want to become this guy? You know, that's the kind of education you need. Fight the New Drug it does an amazing job focusing on the science. Fightthenewdrug.org, I always promote these guys because they go about it not from a moral level. That's for churches and that's for your parents if they want to get into that. Scientists, just the scientific side of it. Yes. What does this do to the brain? The world needs to know. Know what it does to the brain so that you can be aware that what you might be getting into. And that's how we can protect the kids. In the end, they're being abused by that demand that's being formulated through, through this addiction. All of those chemicals, oxytocin-based, present adrenaline, catecholamines, endorphins, dopamine, can be used in an eye structure in a very negative way when we're just focusing on self. Wow. But when you move into an I am structure, that's when they transform you differently. They can transform you negatively in the eye structure, but when you move into the I am structure, then those same chemicals become that which lifts you which allows you to see things universally, light, which yeah. allows you to see them in the light of they are children of God, the, and they're not just someone there to meet my needs. So it's those same group of chemicals that can addict you if used inappropriately. They can free you when used in an I am structure. So, you know, wow, that's so, powerful. So adrenaline is not the enemy. If I go out and jog, I get a whole bunch of adrenaline, but that's positive adrenaline. But if I'm looking at pornography, that's negative adrenaline. And it can do great damage. So each one of those structures, each one of those chemicals has a very good side and a very bad side, which is, which is the reality in science. You know, science can be good, science can be bad. Everybody, this is Tom Harrison and Ken Krogh with the Eternal Core podcast and vidcast. We're excited to have Tim Ballard here. He's going to be the keynote, one of many great keynote speakers, including Clay Olton from Fight the New Drug that you mentioned, at our event, our big launch event for the Eternal Core community, March 29th and 30th at the Little America Hotel. Uh, 
seats are going quick. We need you to go out eternalcore.org and, and, and reserve yourself some seats. Come and join us. We've got two events with Tim. He'll be speaking Friday afternoon and then uh, at, our, at our dinner event, our date night dinner that night, he'll be with us for dinner and uh, we'll remove the cameras and go a little bit more behind the scenes on some of the things we, he's not usually able to talk about. Thanks, Tim, for joining us today. You're doing an amazing job. Thank We're going to do our best Thank to get you behind too. you. Thank Wonderful you. to be with you. You again. too. Thanks.